Ooh, welcome. Step right in. Take a look around. I promise that no matter who you are, we've got something here for you. Think of any creature, any companion, any friend. We've got it. It's our business to provide to you our value customer. Anything that you could possibly think of. Anything at all. So, think real hard. Because we've got all that and more here at Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. Hey, how's it going? Hey. Hey, what's up? Hey. You know, today is, I believe, the release of, uh, the, um, oh god, I just want to call him Edward Cullen, but his name's not Edward Cullen. His name. Twilight. Yeah, the Twilight guy. Yeah. His name is Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Says his name. Robert Pattinson's Batman comes out tonight. Batman. I'm Batman. Yeah. Where were the other drugs going? Where is it? Where is she? Swear to me! That's Batman. Did Christopher Nolan and Christian Bale do us a disservice with The Dark Knight by making all other Batman movies have to compete with it? Have to have to go. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Did they did they do us a disservice by making such good movies? Uh, the third one was eh. okay, fair. But you got but, but you get Bane jokes from that one. Oh, how's it going? Hello. I'm Bane. That's my name. <laughs> Here to play your fucking game. <laughs> Why, hello, Griffin. Are you excited to dive into the pet shop today? I'm pretty excited, Bane. Good, because it's me, Bane Tuttle Rob. <laughs> That's right, I've joined Zach and Nicole's marriage. <laughs> Incredible. Oh, welcome everyone to another episode of Bane and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. I'm Griffin. And I'm Bane! (laughs) Man, Bane jokes haven't been funny for like a solid ten years, but I'm still glad we did that bit. Oh, and see, I love Bane. I think doing any sort of Bane... We did that, um, I think, not this past summer, but the summer before that, when we had a job uh, with a a, a LARP camp that is... Based in Massachusetts, but it was online, yep. and we did D and D with kids. And there was a morning where we sat there with cups and just <laughs> spoken to we them. Do hey, that. how's it going, kids? Yeah. And they were like, "What the hell are these Hello, two doing?" Children. I don't have a cup. I was very fortunate to have one right next to me. Yeah. Um, Zach, I want to get into this episode with you, but before we do that, I do have some news. You have some news? I have some pet news. Pet news. Uh, Zach, you know dinosaurs? Yeah, dinosaurs. Yeah. Uh, Dinosaur. There is a new study that sparks fierce debate that uh, the famous, perhaps the most famous dinosaur of all, the Tyrannosaurus rex, Mm -hmm. is in fact three different species of dinosaur. Oh, yeah? Yeah. This is relatively dense reading, Um, but the thing I have here is from uh, National Geographic, uh, with a call to split Tyrannosaurus rex into three species, sparking fierce debate. In a controversial new study in the Journal of Evolutionary Biology, three paleontologists argue that the fossils assigned to the T-Rex cluster in three different body types, uh, which they further contend represent three separate species. So in addition to T-Rex, uh, there are propositions for uh, species names of uh, T-Regina, 
uh, and T Imperator uh, for the Latin for Queen and Emperor. So Rex would be king. Then you have yeah. Tyrannosaurus Queen and Tyrannosaurus Emperor. That's pretty good. Yeah. So that's kind of neat. I think it's kind of cool that um, this, you know, like people, we've been, I think, as a society and a culture studying dinosaurs for a very long time. Yeah. And it's cool that it's on the one hand cool that we're still uncovering new things, but also frightening because we know so little. <laughs> we know so very little. Now, here's my question, and this is a little sort of cross uh, GLM uh, universe conversation. Mm-hmm. How does that impact this last week's episode of Another Path? I'm still a T Rex. Because this will come out a week after that episode airs. Mm-hmm. So it's, I'm not spoiling anything. It's saying that you do spend a very large amount of time. Pretty much that. In, I spend no, that you spend full the, whole, episode the whole episode as a T Rex. As a dinosaur. So, yeah. It, it, now there's three Mordecais. That's well. One representing each of the new species. Well, hang on. You have you have have tripled, and um, it's great. Only if the Fey is also capable of producing uh, blink. Well, I couldn't replicate the Fey side of things. Right, right, right. So. But that was your inspiration. It was. So it as long as there can be a, a blink Reg- Regina and a blink Imperator, then then we're good. Then we're we're golden. Yeah. Yeah. Some might say that's where I got my bardic inspiration. But yeah, uh, dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. That's it. That that concludes this uh, uh, bad news. Bad news. Thank you. You're welcome. So yeah, folks. We're, uh, you know, we've been in so, we've been giving so much attention to uh, Cobalt Press's Toma Beast 2 lately. Mm-hmm. And we figured that its predecessor, Toma Beast 1 by Cobalt Press, was probably getting a little bit jealous. Mm-hmm. So we decided, why don't we da- take a little dip into that into that old chestnut? We were seeing Toma Beasts 1, like, sitting awkwardly across the room, like, too shy to say anything, but, like, you can mm-hmm. tell just by looking at them that, like... Uh, they were like, hey, come on, man. I'm here too. Like, I was like, I don't, I don't want to raise a stink, but it was here first. Like, yeah. Uh, so we decided <laughs> to do just like a nice classic little grab bag. Uh, some things that we thought were pretty cool. Just some stuff. Just some stuff, you know. Um, and uh, yeah, we're gonna uh, like old times, make our cases for them. Yeah. Are we ready? I'm ready. So, uh, first one we got is called the Gariday, I believe is how it's pronounced. Gariday? Gariday? Day. Gariday. Gariday. Jerry Day. Gary. Char- Gary Charlie Day. Day's brother. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> I'm Jerry Day. <laughs> that's, that's, my, that's my Charlie Day impression. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, yeah, thanks, this man. looks like a big grasshopper. Yeah, it's like a big bog. Uh, so, well, yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's read, read the italics and then I'll give my best breakdown of the, uh, of its uh, description. Mm-hmm. So, uh, these water striding insects, oh, sorry, these large water striding insects resemble a strange cross between camels and wingless long-legged locusts. Ha! Huh. A rider can comfortably sit in the large hollow in the small of their backs, even at high speeds or on choppy water. Riders use the Garaday's long, looping antennae to steer. Hell yeah. Yeah, no, they got this, like, 
So yeah, the Gary Day here. It, I mean, it's like a, it, they, it describes like it's like a big locust. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got that sort of um, you know three leg setup. They've got those bendy water strider legs. Yeah, I got the big bend, the, the ones that sort of hook up and then come back down. Yeah, yeah, no, big time. Um, kind of like yeah, so they, they, they've got four of those, but then they have two smaller like kind of arm looking guys. Yeah, like out the front, at the front there. Uh, yeah, they got some glowing red eyes, which I think are a little spooky. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like, almost like rust colored, not rust. Yeah, it's like, kind of rust colored. I mean, yeah, like that sort of like, it's like coppery. It's like clay. Yeah, kind of like a clay sort of gray tan sort of color. Um, it's got some big mandibles. I know it said in the text you just read about the, the, the hollow and the small of their back being like a comfortable seat. But to yeah. you, Zach, in this picture, does it just look like that there's a seat right behind its it, head? Well, like, it, like if you look close, it kind of loops under. So I feel like they maybe in that hollow placed a seat. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Its head's kind of like leaf shaped. Yeah, like that. Like at the top there. That, like that, like yeah, 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 and yeah, it's just a big old bug. <laughs> Elvish water steeds. Known by their elvish name, these large fey water striders were enchanted and bred by the elves in ages past, when their uh, explorers roamed the world. Elven mages started with normal water striders and, through elaborate magical procedures and complex crossbreeding programs, transformed the mundane water striders into large, docile mounts. They can cross large bodies of water quickly while carrying a humanoid rider, even in windy conditions. Now, why did you, uh, uh, in there? The, 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 the complex crossbreeding just sounds kind of yucky. I guess. I mean, like, I we made mules. I mean, we made mules, yeah, but, like, also, like, look what the fuck happened to pugs. All right, pugs are some different. Uh, we did some real shit to pugs. <laughs> we did some shit to pugs, y'all. I think these, um, these guys seem kind of chill. They seem chill. I just don't want them to be sitting there like... <laughs> no, no, no. The elves wouldn't do that. And also, we don't know the backstory. <sighs> okay, I realized what I said. <laughs> <laughs> the elves wouldn't do that. But in our fiction, where we're talking about these things, in our reality, we can decide whatever we want. There we go. <laughs> so they're great. Sturdy mounts. A Gary Day or Jerry Day? I don't know. Let's go Gary. Uh, a, Gary a, a Gary Day can carry up to 300 pounds of a rider and gear before being encumbered or 600 while encumbered. Wow. Wow. Uh, and apparently they're fond of sweet scents. Aww. Gary Day can sometimes be distracted by appealing scents such as apple blossom or fresh hay. <laughs> they are also fond of raw duck and swan. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Only one of those four things is a sweet scent. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. What well, you could do, you know, like in the classic thing of like you know, holding the horse on a stick and a string in front of, uh, sorry, not holding a horse, but holding a carrot on a stick and a string in front of a horse mm-hmm. and then you, you know, chase the carrot. Yeah. Uh, you just do that with like a pie. There you go. <laughs> you just put a pie in front of just it. Just a full. And it's like, ooh, ah, boysenberry pie. A nice boysenberry pie. So yeah, the large fade, neutral alignment, uh, armor class of fourteen, uh, seventy-seven hit points. So like, it's pretty sturdy. It's a big bug. Um, 
So yeah, only 10 feet of speed on land, same thing with a climb speed of 10, but it's got an 80-foot swim speed. Oh. So on the water, this fish is fast. So they're like exclusively like water steeds, pretty much. Yeah, they're like water steeds. I mean, I know it says that in the book, but I didn't realize yeah. it'd be just water steeds. Apparently. I mean, I, I mean, you can ride them elsewhere, just not very fast. They've got a, a thing that's called bread to the saddle. Gary Day do not take any penalties to their movement or speed due to encumbrance or carrying a single rider. Wow. So they can carry up to 600 feet and it doesn't uh, affect their movement speeds. Sorry, 600 pounds. Yeah. And they have waterborne. Annie, Gary Day. God bless you, Nicole. <laughs> My wife sneezed. <laughs> Annie, Gary Day can run while on the surface of water, but not while on land or climbing. They treat stormy water as normal rather than difficult terrain. A Jaredae takes one point of damage for every hour spent on dry land. Huh. So it got to be on the water. Yeah. Um, they've got a multi-attack. They can hit you with one bite with them uh, pincers. And apparently they have a claw attack. So I don't, I don't know if those front ones. It's, those yeah, front it's, the little, it's the little feces. grabby arms. Uh, let's see, their bite plus five to hit does just a D6 plus three, and the claws are D4 plus three. So, yeah, not, so, yeah. not really dangerous, just not real, fast not really on the dangerous. water. Yeah. Can they swim, fast do you think? Like, do you think, like, I know they have a swim speed, quote unquote. I mean, I would assume so, yeah. but, like, I don't think they need to. Yeah. Like, they've got water walking on at all times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like I'm assuming they can't. I'm for whatever reason in my head, I was picturing them as being like hyper buoyant. Like they try to dive under, but like a water wing, it just kind of like like like, like ducks. How they're like their butt floats when they like yeah, dip their face kind of. So I'm wondering if these guys are just stuck on top of the water and can't quite join. Well, if you think about it, insects deep. insects are like you know exoskeletal mm-hmm. so it's just goo in there <laughs> so it's like if you put like a thing with some like, some water on top of water and like it's gonna float that's science baby that's science baby that's some fey bug science for you on this program you just uh you just got science by zach <laughs> I, I feel like i needed to add a whip sound effect i'll put a I was going to say I was going to put a whip crack sound effect in there, but I remember having great difficulty trying to find a whip crack sound effect once. There we go. I'll do some work with that. Awesome. Yeah. Just just make it echo a little bit. It'll be fine. Uh, but yeah, I can't, I mean, obviously, like, fantastic mounts if you live in a coastal or seaside area. Yeah, if you've got uh, a commute a to work across, like, if, a lake. Yeah, like, you know, if you're, like, you know... Like say like you know you, you work in Manhattan, mm-hmm. it's cheaper to live in New Jersey. <laughs> so like if you just like, I don't know, I don't know what which river you have to cross to get to whether it's the Hudson or the East to get to Manhattan. But a you can cross river, that in the Jiffer, one of those rivers you can cross it in a Jiffer with your friendly Jared. You don't have to work with your fa- fa- your, your, your nice friendly Jaredy, and then you, you could just be like, "Hey Jaredy, head on head on home." And then when you're done for the day, you've got a whistle. And you just like it's like a you know like an Avatar: The Last Airbender mm-hmm. with the bison whistle, yeah. You just <laughs> and then like a you know a couple of minutes later, you know Jerry the Jerry Day comes rolling up, and she's just ready to take you home. You know, is Jerry short for Geraldine? Yeah, yeah, Jer- Geraldine, Geraldine the Jerry Day. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What's uh What's Geraldine's favorite day of the week? Uh, Jerry Day. Uh, Jerry. <laughs> 
Is that's not a day of the week though? It is. It is the Geraldine. Every day of the week oh, okay. is Jared's it's day. Jerry day. Oh, and both of them are different from Jerry. <laughs> Oh, Gary, why did you have to go? (laughs) That's getting cut for sure. (laughs) Hey, SpongeBob. Oh, man. A little appeal to someone in our audience. (laughs) You just got to make sure to have, like, some some snacks for your Jerry day. Yeah. For your Jerry day. Maybe, like, um, pick up a duck. (laughs) You can uh, get some, like... Nice scented hand sanitizer from Bed Bath and Beyond. The ones that are like, oh yeah, the ones that like, like you know, there's like the vanilla cupcake, like scented candles and shit. Yeah, that just smell like too sweet. You know what I mean? Yeah, even though sweet's oh, not they- like something that your nose can detect. Oh yeah, definitely. But Shafil, Shaw, shot at Phil because we have we have one of those at work. Like it's like a pumpkin cupcake hand sanitizer scent. And it's just like, but I'm sure Geraldine would love it. Oh, definitely. I got a fun story about that. Those uh, from Bath and Bath, it's Bath and Body Works. Yes, the little you know, like yeah. the, the little tiny hand sanitizer. Yeah, 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 there yeah. With all this, and, um, I saw a post online where someone was like, like the, someone had brought those up. You know, like the 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 free samples of hand sanitizer that you get from mm-hmm. uh, Bath and Body Works, and someone was like. What free sample? Like, you know, the little, the little, the little bottles of of hand sanitizer Whoops. that they have got sitting around, and it's like you've been, ste- you, you just take those? They're not free. It's like I've been stealing those for like ten years. Then <laughs> those tiny good. bottles of hand sanitizer that are like eight bucks a piece. Mm-hmm. Highway fucking robbery. <laughs> Yeah, these 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 guys and gals might be tricky, like house pets. Um, oh yeah, no, it would like be like you've got like a houseboat. They almost, or like really any type of boat. Yeah, um, they'd be like uh, almost. They're not livestock, but almost akin to livestock, where they kind of have their own. They they would need their own housing. Yeah, um, a lot of like outdoor areas to mm-hmm. roam about in. Obviously, yeah. a lot of water would be necessary. Well, like you know, if you want them to have a roof, like like a roof, like over their heads, if you like, maybe you've got like a boathouse mm-hmm. on your property, it could work as like a makeshift stable of sorts. Do you think they'd be good in like really rainy areas? Like, could they? I mean, could they? It's like during like storms and stuff, it's fine. Yeah, well, I'm wondering if they'd be chill spending time on land if it was just rainy. You know what I mean? See, I feel I feel like it's it's more of a like, you ever, um, you know, like. Not like you haven't walked on like concrete in like a long time, sure. and then like you spend a day walking around on like hard pavement, and it's like, ow, fuck, my feet are dead. Yeah, now. like, like I, I feel like my arches have collapsed an inch and a half. <laughs> like I feel like that's these guys, mm-hmm. you know? It's like they're used to that nice, squishy, sort of buoyant, watery <laughs> step. So it's like their foot, their, their feet aren't adjusted for the you know the hard ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like we're going to ruin their arches. Those, those flat paddle arches. Those flat paddle arches. I was uh, chuckling to myself about uh, I've never heard water described as squishy. A squishy. Well, it's like it's hard. I know to, what like, you mean, like with the surface tension and everything. Yeah. That was just a fun moment that my brain had. <laughs> yeah, that's um, 
Yep. Yeah, like reach into a cup of water and tell me if <laughs> like mm, squishy. <laughs> That's some squishy water. That's some squishy water you've got there. <laughs> oh yeah, but Jaraday, good good pets, I think. At least like good I think be great pets. Great mounts based on your terrain. Um easy needs. Mm-hmm. Seem friendly. Seem friendly. Maybe not great like, if you're scared of bugs. But if you're not scared of bugs, I, and like, but I mean, I'm, if you're scared you're of dogs, into, don't get a dog. Like, or if you're like you're not into a nice like chitinous cuddle, you know? Yeah, the cuddle, the cuddle well, factor. Also, chitinous cuddle is a hmm, hmm. What genre of band is that? It's like new metal. Cool. Yeah, or like um, it. in the same genre as like baby metal. Yeah, I was I, see, I was thinking baby metal as well. Awesome, chitinous cuddle, beautiful. Yeah, oh, the, the cuddle factor on these these friends, maybe not the best. Maybe not the best, but like, you know, if you're like a Thrycreen or like... like Yeah, I guess I can't speak to the what is a desirable cuddle to non-flesh folk. Yeah, and like, I mean, there's some people who like own like, you know, or pet owners who've got like keep like cockroaches and stuff, and still sit there and kind of give them little squitches yeah. and stuff. So like, it really, it really, you know, it's different strokes, different folks, you know, different folks and stroking roaches. Mm-hmm. I really hope that loud sip made it onto the recording. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah, no, these guys are cool. I I like them. They're pretty cool. They're pretty nifty. Good. They'd be good, good on a trip trip to the beach. Yeah. Ooh, you'd be it's the like, most ooh. popular kid on the lake. Yeah, it's like screw your ski doo. I got this big bug. <laughs> <laughs> screw your ski doo. I got this big bug. For real though. Uh, but yeah, and that's worth it. Uh, yeah, we've um, got uh, back at our uh, the Bermuda Triangle branch um, that was opened after we we moved the main pet shop. Mm-hmm. Um, it's where we've got the majority of our stock of Jaraday. So Garaday, I, yes. I already forget. I already forget. But that's where most of our stock mm-hmm. is. So it may take some time to get them in. But if you give give you know are, are interested, let us know. Mm-hmm. We'll get the get the process started. Yeah. For you. Yeah. Good France. What we got next, Griff? Up next, we've got a serpopard. 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 This. Uh, man. Serpopard. It's like Serpopard. a long. It's like a. It's like a cat and a giraffe had a baby yeah like a like a leopard and a lion and a giraffe had a baby that's kind of yeah. what i'm looking at they're like long necked kind of kind of you know curvy neck um leopard spots on the top so you know the, the kind of yellowish fur blondish fur with the brown spots like a long like vibrant red mane down yeah, the head down cool. the back very long tail yeah, see- it looks more lion esque than it does like leopard. Yeah, I mean, you got you, you know? got those leopard like, spots with the main with the main, and then you've got the little tail tuft. Mm-hmm. There is that tail tuft. 
Uh, there's like some scales, or not scales, but like ridges kind of running down the... It's like plating. Yeah, like, f- like from the neck, like down the front of the chest, down to the legs, long legs. And then the face is kind of mostly feline, but there's this like... Um, ridge-like protrusion kind of coming back yeah, off of the like eyes. it's almost like that like sort of draconic sort almost, of Almost, yeah. There's like plates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, these spotted and scaly quadrupeds run on hairless Leonin paws while their cat heads perch atop sinuous serpentine necks. There you go. Mm. Uh, swaying snake-like cats. Serpipards are 13 feet long and weigh 600 Dang. pounds with little gender dimorphism. They have feline bodies. Hey, Zach, we, when we hit it, we hit it. They have feline yeah, bodies, but long serpentine necks atopped, uh, topped by vaguely draconic heads. Yeah, Their go. hairless paws have wickedly curved, retractable talons. A serpapard's neck is in constant motion, swaying like a cobra, allowing it to track foes on all sides and to strike in unexpected directions. Uh, yeah, Griff, when you, you read uh, their hairless paws have wickedly curved retractable talons, I uh, heard it like you were from Boston. Uh, yeah? Like, you know, like how they say, like, you know, that's like someone's like wicked smile. Oh. Like, oh, wickedly oh, curved. The hairless paws have wickedly curved. <laughs> <laughs> wickedly curved retractable talons, man. Oh, goodness. Uh, they are easily distracted. Oh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> What are we talking about? Uh, Serpapards are foul-tempered predators and scavengers and are known to occasionally resort to cannibalizing their weakest packmates. Uh-oh. <gasps> Mother Nature's a bitch, huh? Damn, Nature, you scurry. <laughs> they actively hunt humanoids when possible. Ah, fuck. And also other predators to steal their kills or to kill and eat the predators, then take their kills. Nice. Serpapards are not tenacious hunters, however. They can be distracted from a pursuit by the appearance of an easier meal. I mean, yeah, me too. Like, I can go all day being like, ah, I know exactly what I'm going to cook for dinner when I get home. And then actually get in my car to drive home. I'm like, Taco Bell sounds pretty good right now. I was going to say Taco Bell. <laughs> God, Taco Bell sounds really Taco good. Bell sounds really good right now. It sounds so good. Uh, let me distract you with some talk of musk glands. Oh, nice. In some culture, serpapard pelts and musk glands are prized for their use in fashion and perfumes. Images of these odd animals appear regularly in southern tomb iconography and temple decoration. Interesting. This is some, like, Avatar The Last Airbender shit. Like, mm-hmm. the the hybrid creatures like i could hear ang be like yeah the serpapards and going to ride one yeah uh they are large beasts unaligned 15 armor class 85 hit points uh 40 speed 30 foot swim got that that snaky move Mm. they uh have a plus five to stealth rolls or a plus seven if they are in sandy or swampy terrain that's pretty cool. They are resistant to poison damage and immune to the poisoned condition. They have dark vision. They have an ability called Sinuous Strike Back. Uh, the Serpapard can take any number of reactions in a round, but can react only once to each trigger. Interesting. So I'm uh, I'm interpreting that as like, can basically take multiple attacks of opportunity as long as they're against different targets. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
That's pretty cool. Uh, they have a multi-attack. Their bite uh, does have a 10-foot reach thanks to that long neck. Oh, damn. It makes four attacks total. Oh, I didn't see that. It makes two bite two attacks bites and two and claws. two claws. Woof. Damn, this thing's fast. Yeah. So two bites. Uh, each bite and claw are plus five to hit. The bite does 2d6 plus three, and the claw does 2d8 plus three. And then they I kill a wizard. I can, hey, man. I can kill a wizard. When am I going to get that on a t-shirt? Um, uh, we'll let Chase. Right. We'll, we'll have we'll have Mr. G start working yeah. on a. Uh, we we say it enough on this show. I think it's it a good to... it's a good metric. It's all I'm saying. Hey, dot dot dot. I could kill. A that wizard. could kill a wizard. <laughs> it's got like it's just like a cr. It says like cr one. Like it's a stat block. It just says cr one. It says I can kill a wizard. Hey, I can kill a wizard. And then it's got an ability called Musk. Musk. Uh, it recharges after a rest. The Serpapard releases a jet of foul-smelling musk in a 15-foot cone that lasts for 2d4 rounds. Creatures in the cone must make a DC 13 dexterity save. If the save succeeds, the creature moves to the nearest empty space outside of the cone. If they fail, they become drenched in musk. A creature that enters the area of the cone while the musk persists is saturated automatically. A creature saturated in musk is considered poisoned. In addition, oh, every creature that starts its turn within five feet of a saturated creature must make a DC 15 constitution save or be poisoned until the start of their next turn. Uh, Serpapard Musk and the poisoning wears off naturally in 1d4 hours. A creature can end the effect early by spending 20 minutes thoroughly washing itself, its clothes, and its equipment with water and soap. Very good. So... They might not be the most humanoid friendly, it would seem. No. Maybe cool, like, draconic or... Uh, yeah. Like, um, giant pets, maybe? Ooh. Because they're, they're large. They're large creatures. They're large creatures, yes. Um, I mean, if this is a beast, so in theory, if you could... Uh, uh, if you're you got, uh, the availability of the speak with animals uh, spell, and make a really good argument. Mm-hmm. Like, there you go. Maybe you guys um, like. I'm picturing a thing where like these these creatures feel like sort of deserty savanna y creatures, mm-hmm. and I'm picturing like like a serpapard who's been like some of its maybe like. It's been experiencing some, like, poachers in the area. Mm-hmm. You could, like, t- team up with the Serpapard and be like, hey, I hear there's, uh, been, hang on, <clears throat> hey, I've been there, I've heard there's some, uh, there's some problems with, uh, poachers in the area. Yeah, these, uh, they're trying to kill us. Why don't, uh, why don't you and I work, work together here? Actually, I find that very, uh, that sounds good. Thanks. I'm, go here. I'm, I'm Batman, by the way. Oh, hey, Batman. How's it going? My name's Marty Sinclair. It's nice to meet you. Hey, Marty. <laughs> I don't know why that was the voice. I, I don't know why I decided to go oh. back to Batman, but here we are. Batman. Batman. Yo, Batman and, and Serpapard, mm-hmm. the new comic the, that we The team see. up that no one knew they needed. Hey, DC, get on get it. Get on it. Um, and when it go, does well, of course, give us lots of money. <laughs> Uh, we'll take uh, our requisite two percent uh, consultant oh, rates. Yes. Thank you. That's look. That's that's not bad. Two percent off of Batman? Are you fucking kidding off of me? 
Batman. Give me the money. No, these guys are very, well, just really kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Like, like, a little scary. A little stinky. You know, being 13 feet long and all. Yeah. Them, them some big pets. Mm-hmm. But, Got that um, long neck. If you're brave, if you're daring, <laughs> um, let us know. Uh, also, we'll have you sign a copious amounts of uh, of legal paperwork yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, exonerating us from any uh, harm or blame if anything bad happens to you. Like you can take the training classes, and like that will give you like a lower rate on your insurance. Yeah, but but if they eat you, if they eat you, not our fault. It's not on us. You, yeah. It says that explicitly in the bylines. Yeah. Not bylines, so. bylaws. Bylines yeah. are for what journalists have. Yes. Bylaws is what we have. And we live by them. If you get eaten, it's not our fault. It's not on us if you get got. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's like a uh, <laughs> there's like an Uncle Sam style poster, uh, but it's just oh, it's us. us. It's just us pointing at you. <laughs> like if you get got. It ain't on us it's if on you, you get got. <laughs> ad break? Uh, yeah, I think we can hop over to an ad break. Nice. Take it away. Are you ready for the world's most prolific bard, bringing you a collection of the Kindleland's greatest hits? Zafir Shenastilia sings the hits with such classics as Morty's Mom. Marty's mom has got it going on. She's all I want, and I've waited for so long. Marty can't you Jackson's see? girl. You know I wish that I had Jackson's girl. I wish that I had Jackson's girl. Where can I find a wizard like that? The pride and joy of the final flight. From planes watch to bulwark, everyone knows of fear. Start spreading the news. Classics I'm for now, classics for then, classics forever. I want to be a part of it. Bulwark, bulwark. Step into a realm of melodic marvels with the man of many faces. Blinded by our shiny boy He's Jackson Silver And his sight is not a toy Blinded by our shiny boy He's Jackson Silver There's never been a musical collection like this Until now Get inspired You need some help with that Bardic inspiration Going to give you help with that Bardic Inspiration I Call 1-800-PET-SHOP and order your copy today for four easy payments of 25 gold each. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Zafir Shenastiliath sings the hits. Toss a coin to your shifter. Oh, valley of plenty. Oh, valley of plenty. Oh, toss a coin to your shifter. Oh, valley of Plenty. You know, Zach, I know that we say that, like, and we have so many side hustles on top of this. It's like, we yeah. kind of, it's like, ooh, yeah, it's like, give us all the money. But, like, the money. We're like, 
the overhead on this place. Oh, it's ludicrous, you guys. Like, I really hope people don't realize that, you know, it's like, oh, we're moving because it's like we got to keep up with the, like, interdimensional ley line energy. It's like, really, we're just doing some very large scale tax evasion. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Are we rolling? Uh, hey, Griff. Hmm? Um, that red light means that we're on standby, right? And we're back. We're back. Hey, everybody. Hi. Welcome. Welcome back to the episode. This fiction is becoming such a corrupt company. <laughs> we kind of painted ourselves into a corner by becoming businessmen because I think yeah. you and I functionally as people despise corporations. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Can we... New thought. Okay. The largest small business in the world. There we go. Lar- yeah. People, in the, people in the love small businesses. Oh, they love small businesses. We're just the now, largest. See, see, this sounds like a manipulative tactic, <laughs> tactic though. So, Damn it! <laughs> now, that we're, now that we're talking about it like that. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're going to dive into another pal here. Um, this is the Kongamato. Um, this yeah. bitch is just a pterodactyl. I mean, yeah, it kind of just a pterodactyl. A Kangamato is an evolutionary holdover, oh. a large pterodactyl, there you go. with with avian traits such as emergent feathers and long, beak-like jaws. Now, is it beak-like jaws? What's the difference between beak-like jaws and just a beak? Um. Well, uh, uh, it's funny you should ask, um, because I saw a thing. It was um, looking at a platypus. Because the platypus is like technically doesn't have a beak, mm-hmm. um, that's a beak-like jaw. So, huh. like under underneath that, like you know, the leathery sort of bill it has is like bone structure. It's not like cartilage. Like, oh. yeah, it's like a whole whole bone thing. Dang platypi, so, weird looking. Yeah, so it's a beak-like upper jaw. All right, but. Platypi are weird looking, but you know what? I love them. Oh, they're cute AF still. They are. They're cute. They're cute AF. Kangamato. Kangamato. Boat breaker. Sorry, I can say that cooler. <clears throat> yeah, go ahead. <clears throat> bone breaker. It's boat breaker, Zach? What did I say? You said bone? bone. Fuck. All right, take it again. Shit. All right, take it again. <clears throat> boat breaker. All right. Was that pretty? Was that That's cool? Pretty good. Do I need to do a third? Give me, or give me another good? like you're a, like you're um, not an anime protagonist, but like a like um, like mid season villain. Oh, like in an, in anime? an anime. Oh, boat breaker. Like <laughs> you said. <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I say bone again? No, you said. I thought you did, but I was like, no, nah, you said boat. We're good. All right, cool. Hello. Oh yes. Hello, Saru-chan. Here comes the boat breaker. <laughs> Sking. God. I got some animes to catch up on, y'all. Uh, but yeah, boat breaker. Uh, its name means breaker of boats. Oh, shit. And as that implies, the creature systematically destroys the small vessels of those who come too close to its perch. Man, this guy hates boats. <laughs> yeah, it really fucking hates boats. Systematically destroys all the small vessels. 
No one knows what motivates this form of attack, <laughs> although some sages suppose that the Gangamato mistakes canoes for large prey, like hippopotami or crocodiles. Holy shit, are you kidding me? That's amazing. <laughs> I think this guy, I think that, like, a, this Kangamato was just, like, cucked by a boat, and so it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> that boat but- fucked my wife. <laughs> What what did I I just do? Oh man, that's very good. Uh, Remember when I remember when I posited the reality where a wooden canoe fucked a pterodactyl's wife? (laughs) Yeah. Well. Yeah. 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 Anyway, spoken in whispers. For some tribes, Kangamatos present a terrible threat. And they speak in whispers about them, fearing that mention of the beasts could attract their wrath. In some cases, evil priests and cultists summon these beasts as their servitors and use them to terrify villagers. Well, that's just rude. That's very rude. But those oh, guys didn't have any bows. Whoa, here they come. Watch out, boy. They'll chew you up. They're a man-eater. Oh. <laughs> nice, nice. They're man-eaters. Okay. Kangamatos that have eaten human flesh develop a preference for it. Mm. So don't let, don't let, if you get one of these, don't let them snack Once them. they pop, Zach, they, they, don't, they don't stop. <laughs> these manners perform, uh, perform nightly raids on small towns, snatching children and small humanoids with their claws and flying away. <laughs> yeah, they have flyby and carry off. Oh, no. So flyby obviously don't prov- uh, provoke opportunity attacks when it flies out of an enemy's reach. Breaker of boats, the Kangamato deals double damage to objects and structures made of wood or lighter materials. Nice. Carry off a single Kangamato can carry away prey up to 50 pounds <laughs> or a single rider under that weight. Okay. A group of them can carry up to 100. Holy shit. Uh, let's see. Um. Oh, yeah, uh, they got 16 natural armor. Damn, that's pretty hefty. 112 hit points, 60-foot fly speed. Um, pretty strong. Got a 19. Yeah. Uh, they got that multi-attack, one bite attack with two claw attacks. Um, their bite deals 46 plus 4 piercing damage. That's a lot. Could kill a wizard. I could kill a wizard. If the target is a medium or smaller creature, it is grappled. Escape is DC 14. Oh. Until this grapple ends, the target is restrained, and the Kangamato can't bite another target. When the Kangamato moves, any target is grappling moves with it. Yep. That's how they just uh, snatch you up and fly you away. Damn, and it's claws 3D6 plus 4. These things don't fuck around. These things do not fuck around. Um, so it would be difficult, but it sounds like... People have sort of, t- not tamed, but like... Ridden. Ridden mm-hmm. slash, you know, like have been able to call them. Mm-hmm. Pacify. Uh, pacify, I suppose. Uh, yeah, the art here is this big-ass terror bird. Um, <laughs> it's got, uh, you know, them big sort of leathery wings. Um just like uh, little feathers on its like chest and its back, kind of down the um, neck. Big old beak, uh-huh. and uh, it's got like this big like red crest on top of its noggin. Yeah. Um, and in the art, it's uh, 
just kind of swooping up on some dude who's just kind of like enjoying his day out on the lake. Yeah. He's got a smile. He's just kind of paddling. He's just going for... He, he, he does not have a smile, Zach. He looks an abject terror. Oh, does he? In my book, he looks like he's an abject terror. Sorry, I wasn't zoomed in enough. Yeah, he looks really scared. <laughs> he knows what's coming. Well, he's go- the Kangamato's going for the boat. Really? Because it looks like it's about to eat that dude. I mean, it could be like a forced perspective thing. Do you think we could convince a large group of Kangamatos? I know the boats aren't typically made of wood, but we could get a big flock of Kangamatos together to sink, like, billionaires' yachts. Oh, definitely. Like, that'd be rad. Well, yeah, no, I'm going to speak a little bit about uh, some world events. But, yeah, the, the I think it's one of the richest men in Russia uh, just had, like, his boat that was parked in Germany seized. Nice. Uh, it's like a $300 million yacht or some shit. It took, like, 52 months to build. <laughs> Send these bitches after it. The Kangamato has, like, a bumper sticker on its back that says, eat the rich. And then in parentheses afterwards says, like, apostrophe boats. S is boats. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I love that. I guess they don't eat the boats, but you know what I'm saying. It's fine. I, I, I like it. Not to say that we should weaponize these creatures purely for society's benefit, but I think it would all do us some good. Like any any sort of fiction in history where they have taken an animal and used it for war purposes. We do it for horses. We used to yeah. do it with horses all the time. It happens. It's a sad, sad truth. Um. Fuck the rich uh, and uh, get eaten by a big bird, idiots. Get eaten by a big, get eaten by a bird, idiots. Can we tame? Can we? Can we train Kongamato to just crave billionaire flesh? Yeah, they're yeah the 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 pigment of all their money, uh, <laughs> at least a, a certain scent. That are, uh, like, you know how, how um, like, bulls are attracted, uh, you know, like, when they see red, they run at it and mm-hmm. stuff? Um, yeah, it's anyone who's wearing a pair of Jimmy shoes, you know, those <laughs> shoes that have the red soles? There you go. Yeah, that's how you know that the people are rich. Nailed and, it. And uh, sign them on over. And then they, and that they're marked for eat. They're marked for eat, yeah. Break their... They got red, red soles on their shoes, they're marked for eat. <laughs> Break their boats, eat their shoes. <laughs> devour their souls there we go (laughs) (laughs) no boat is safe while the kangamato fly oh yes I think we just I think we just like release a couple just like into the wild and just like just like let them do just let them do their thing let them do their thing let them just go 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 wild yeah, it's fine. You know, it's got the right people alright so hilariously we're all sold out of kangamatos Hilariously, um, yes, it's it, it's very unfortunate. They're off Sorry, the catalog. Everybody. Yeah, no, the, every last one of them has been acquiesced, set free, released. They were never here. They were. They'll have. They were never here. You can't eat. prove it. We know because we deleted the evidence. Anyway. anyway, you want to talk about a tree, Zach? I would love to talk about a tree. <laughs> what? How? How can a tree be bad? Cut, uh, we cut learned two, from <laughs> two episodes ago. Yes, uh, we've got our last friend here on the docket, a uh, Ravenala. The Ravenala. This looks like a 
palm tree treant. Yeah, I was gonna say if like if if one of the ants were not in Middle Earth, but were instead <laughs> in like the Bahamas, in Barbados. Uh, Ravenales guard tropical forests and watch after local flora and fauna. Their heads are crowned by long-stemmed, green-paddled fronds and spiked seed pods, and their dangling arms end in hooked wooden talons. Yeah, it's like a, just a, it's a palm tree man. It's a palm tree man. (laughs) With big meaty claws. Well, big wooden claws. Big... Warden Claws! And, uh, yeah, just, like, a bunch of, like, palm fronds with, like, some uh, growing out of them. There's, like, some blue flowers that are growing Mm -hmm. on them as well, sprouting. Uh, They are leafy advisors. Tribal humanoids respect and venerate Ravenalas and sometimes seek their advice or magical aid at times of great need. Ravenalas seldomly interact with other species unless approached and questioned. They're also, apparently, prisoners' lamentation. Unlike treants, Ravenalas avoid physical conflict in favor of magical responses. If annoyed, annoyed, they imprison hostile creatures within their trunks rather than killing or eating them. Trapped creatures must sing their own lament as they are carried off to a distant, dangerous locale. Ravenals grow about 20 feet tall and can weigh 1,800 pounds. I mean, it's a tree. That makes sense. So they are large plants, unaligned, armor class of 15, 126 hit points, 30 feet of speed, uh, jacked across the board in terms of their stats, plus five to strength, plus five to constitution, plus three to wisdom. They are vulnerable to both fire and cold damage. Makes sense. Mm. They're a tropical plant. That they are resistant to bludgeoning and piercing damage, and they are immune to being blinded and deafened. They can speak common, druidic, elvish, and sylvan, so all your your green languages. Look at that granola language. <laughs> they have advantage on saving throws against spells and other magical effects. They have innate spellcasting. At will can cast Entangle and Sleep, which is nice. Nice. And once per day, wow, can cast Wall of Thorns and Heal. <laughs> Isn't Heal the one that just gives you like 80 hit points back or I th- something? I think, yeah, well, it's, yeah, that you can like divvy out however you'd like. No, I think that's just like a single target, just massive. Oh, is it? I'm going to, yeah, Heal. Heal is a, like, is sixth level. A creature just regains 70 hit points, and it ends blindness, deafness, and any diseases affecting the target. Damn. That's a good tree right there. It's a pretty good tree. Do you think when they cast that, like, a coconut falls off, and it's just like... Crack it open? Yeah, it's like, hey, crack this open, my my bad boy. (laughs) That's how they talk, clearly. Hey, how's it going? You doing okay? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little parched. Oh, okay. no, hey, no worry, little guy. Yeah, you got like all this water, salt water. Well, hey, you drink from this. Okay. Crack. Oh, holy shit! You're welcome. Now really get, inside, get inside. Hmm? Me. <laughs> get, get inside me. Oh no! 
they also have an ability called Green Walk. They can move across undergrowth, natural or magical, without needing to make an ability check and without expending any additional movement. They uh, these these bad boys also make four attacks. Zach, oh sorry, two slam attacks or two bursting pot attacks. Yeah. So their slam is a big, just a big hit. Uh, it hits you. Two d six plus five bludgeoning damage. Their bursting pod is a ranged weapon attack, uh, out to a range of thirty feet or one hundred twenty long. Deals one d six plus five bludgeoning damage. And the target and all creatures within five feet also take 2d4 piercing damage or half as much with a successful DC 15 dexterity save. I'd like to think that they, like, cock their arms like Henry Cavill. (laughs) (laughs) In the, in, um... In Mission Impossible? Yeah, that's the one. And lastly, they have an ability called Lamenting Engulfment. The Ravenella targets a creature within five feet. The target must succeed on a DC 13 dexterity save or become grappled and restrained by the Ravenella. While restrained, the creature is engulfed inside the trunk. The Ravenella can grapple one creature at a time. Grappling doesn't prevent it from using other attacks against different targets. The restrained creature must make a DC 14 wisdom saving throw at the start of each of its turns. On a failure, the creature is compelled to sing a lament of all its various mistakes and misdeeds for as long as it is restrained. Singing prevents uttering command words, casting spells with the verbal components, or any verbal communication. Damn, they just spell it out for you, huh? Mm -hmm. A restrained creature can still make melee attacks. When the Ravenella moves, the restrained creature moves with it. A restrained creature can escape by using an action to make a DC 15 strength check. On a success, the creature escapes and enters a space of its choice within five feet of the Ravenella. Huh. Yowza. Griffin. Mm-hmm. Our business model, I think, just came full circle here. Yeah. So we got this guy. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got sort of a, you know, a rough exterior. You know, their skin is bark. I'm assuming they live you know, somewhere somewhat tropical. Most you know, likely. Probably seaside. Mm-hmm. What would be a good pet for him? <sighs> Jaraday. The Jaraday would be perfect. Amazing. All right. We're going to get uh, get with um, uh, marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like we're going to market these to Ravana mm-hmm. like crazy. A little bit of community outreach. A little bit of community outreach. Mm-hmm. Be like, hey, you know, you know, are you guys feeling lonely? Well, we've got that pet for you. I forget that half of our job is basically like matchmaking yeah matchmaker matchmaker make me a match sometimes you have sentient tropical tree folk and you have uh water strider locusts and you don't know what to do with them catch me yeah i don't know yeah but we they it sort of you got your water locust in my tree man you got your tree man in my water locust (laughs) God, now I want a Reese's. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, these guys are fresh as hell. Uh, fresh as hell. No pun intended. This is a good what, business what, arrangement that we've... The, what's the pun? They're trees, so they're fresh. Like fresh green... You know what I think of whenever I look at a tree? I go, man, that tree... That tree looks really hey, fucking fresh. shut up! <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense if you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm this sorry, is my, buddy. This Continue. is my poosty face. Oh, I'm sorry. Don't be poosty. Blue. 
Zach, my coworkers, I have new coworkers dunking on me for being a Gemini. Oh, nice. It's not, it's not <laughs> fair. I didn't, I didn't fucking. Yeah, it sucks. You were really born like three or four days past the cutoff. Four days. To, from, because from, it's what, the is it the 21st. 25th? The 21st. Well, yeah, my birthday is so the, the 20, 25th. Yes, 25th. So, yeah, you and my stepfather have a birthday. It's either the same day or it's within, like, a day or two of each other. Mm -hmm. And so I always mix it up. <sighs> literally, Sorry, literally, like, one of my so coworkers close. who's, like, really nice, too. And I was like, I'm a Gemini. And she was like, oh, no. I was like, fuck off. I didn't choose this. <sighs> Bitch, I will never forgive our old comrades at the bread mines for that. Yeah, I mean, if it helps, I go, I'm a Taurus, and they go, oh, all right. That's better. I'm that's better than people going like, oh, that sucks for you. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Icky. It's like, would you rather them feel like, you know, one end of the spectrum about you, either good or bad, or would you rather them feel just ambivalent? Ambivalent. Oh, okay. Consistently. That's fair. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. Hey, if a Ravenella hmm. caught you, what would you what would you lament? Uh, okay, what mistakes well, about, and misdeeds would you sing about? I mean, I was a bit of a dick uh, <laughs> in my younger days, so probably all about that. <laughs> uh, see, I was gonna be like, I also took a lot of food from outtakes in college. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you about that? This is actually kind of funny. Can I tell you about some instant karma that I was struck with? Like, oh no! Very, very small, very insignificant. Sure. Um, I was at the grocery store okay. and I put a pack of Diet Coke on my cart mm -hmm. as I yeah. tend to do. Mm -hmm. And you Diet Coke never. <laughs> and I was, uh, I just had my headphones in. I was kind of zoning out and I went through the self check. I walked out of the store mm -hmm. and I got all my groceries in the trunk mm -hmm. and, uh, I was driving home mm -hmm. and unloading my groceries and I was like, my pop's not in here what did i do with my pop mm -hmm. and i was like i bought it right i looked at my receipt and it wasn't on there i was like okay i know i put it on my cart though it's like what the fuck did i do with it i left it on the fucking cart i put the cart back in the little cart dolly place oh no with the with the pop just still on there and I had a place to be, so I couldn't just, like... I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. I, unless I gaslit myself into thinking that I didn't put Pop on my cart. But I'm me. Of course I did. Yeah. So, I think, I, sorry, I, think I accidentally stole and then immediately forgot about <laughs> a 24-pack of Diet Coke on my uh, cart. Oh. No, was it, like, on the under part? It was on the under part. Oh yeah, see, I, I can't put anything in the underpart because I will forget it. Yeah, and I was so spaced. Sorry anyway, I'd probably sing that story about the time I accidentally stole Diet Coke, and then and then didn't even get to benefit from the stealing of the Diet Coke. Ah, I'm sorry, man. Ravenalas reap the benefits of the things that you steal. Yeah, I really should. Ravenalas, they're great. With, oh, with that being said, don't steal from us, please, and thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, because we're small business owners, you know. <laughs> We're very large, small business owners. Ravenolas are great, y'all. Uh, say hi. Maybe play them a song on your on your uke. I don't know. That that sounds right. That feels right. That sounds right. Yeah, the, yeah very island boy. Mm -hmm. Island boy. <laughs> but uh, I guess it's gonna be it. For I think that's about it. Yeah. 
All right. Well, hey, we love you. Hey, thanks for listening. Hey, while you're you know in, in this land of podcasts, why don't you uh, why don't you go check out all the other shows on the Ghostlight Media Podcast Network? Yeah. Have you been you to know? GhostlightMedia.net? All the cool kids are going to GhostlightMedia.net. Yeah, there you can find links to a bunch of different things, like our merch store. You can get some awesome merch. Or you could uh, find uh, links to all the different shows. Or you can find a link to our Patreon, where, frankly, you, you need to be. All of the cool kids are subscribed to the Patreon. Not only... Can you have the benefit of thinking like, wow, I'm supporting some small artists and making some good content, mm. but also you get cool rewards mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. it. And we are actually like, not like the small business owners goof. We are actually are small artists and small creators. Yes. So despite being rather glib, it is actually like it's super helpful. Yeah, we, we appreciate it greatly. Yeah, you can get some cool rewards like uh, being able to come into our private Discord server, chat with us and all the other people, the uh, uh, Patreon patrons, um, up to a cool private mug club where you can get mugs from all our different shows. Every three months, you get, you get a new mug. An exclusive mug. An exclusive They're mug. They're so exclusive, yeah. I don't even have them. Yeah, I don't even have an exclusive mug, which is a bummer because there's a very good Shanastilius Sings the Hits um, mug that, unlike the one that's in the store, this one has a fedora It's true. It has a very charming fedora. It's a very charming fedora. I need to um, get... I, I have, at one point, I forget which shirt I was wearing. I think it was maybe the Mordecai Hella... Or no, it was the Telepathic Bear shirt. Um, mm-hmm. where I've had, that is the shirt that has gotten the most traction with like strangers mm-hmm. of being yeah. like, Hey, what's your shirt all about? And I think the Zafir Shenastiliath sings the hits one would also be a banger in that would, regard. Would garner a similar amount of they're attention. Gonna, they're going to look at the name and be like, Zafir Shenastiliath sings the hits. What's that all about? Like, well, let me Well, it's you. about the world's most prolific part. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, folks, uh, it's the end of another episode of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. Zach, we're, uh, we're closing in on a hundred. On a hundo, yeah. In about six months, I think, it'll be, be a hundo. We're getting We got, that's what, 15 more episodes, Mm -hmm. so yeah, right? Like seven months, but yeah. Seven months. More or less. About seven months. Hot damn. And we'll hit that hundo. We'll have to, um, think about what we want to do. I know. haven't even for begun to consider it. We'll have to have everyone that's guested on the show. We're going to talk about a hundred monsters. One hundred. We have to rapid fire at Pokey Rap style. Okay, though. but like our favorites from each episode, though, <laughs> that could be kind of fun. That could be pretty fun. Uh, and there's 150 <laughs> or more to see. To be a pitch up master is more. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. I have been Griffin. I have been Zach. And just remember, folks, at the end of the day, it's all about love, baby. Destiny. Destiny. Flux, dragons, uh, slimes, gelatinous cubes. Thank you all for listening to episode 85 of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. If you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a review or telling a friend about us. You can find us as part of the Ghostlight Media Network over at ghostlightmedia.net or on Twitter at Pet Shop Cast. 
On our website, you can find links to our merch store and Patreon page, which helps support all of the Ghost Light Media shows and all of the amazing people who create them. Speaking of which, thank you to our patrons Kyle, Joel, and Christina for your continued support. We'd like to thank Nicole Tuttle Rob for making our theme song. You can find Nicole on Twitter at Nicole Voice and on These Silent Secrets as part of Ghostlight Media. We'd also like to thank our friend Rin for voicing the ads you hear on the show. You can find Rin on Twitter at Rin underscore Moran and on the Imprinted Echoes podcast, also part of Ghostlight Media. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Until then, hey, for real though, if you have any cool ideas of what we should do for episode 100, hit us up that's that's it that's it i love you bye this is a ghost light media production